that metal interview. And we deliver another episode of that metal interview with myself, James. And a big shout out to Century Media Records for providing the contact to this new badass band by the name of Cryptosis. You guys are in for a treat. And we spend a little bit of time with Frank, the bassist for Cryptosis. And he talks about the beginnings of the band, the band name change, the reasons why, how they got signed. And also, he reveals a very cool and interesting way of arranging an album and rehearsing somewhere in private, away from the world where they came up with all these badass ideas. Cryptosis, you guys have to check them out if you don't know who they are. They're online, you can... Check out their socials, Bionic Swarm, their latest, well, I should say their newest, their newest uh, album, Bionic Swarm. You guys should look for it, stream it, support these guys. And before we go on, let's check out a song by Cryptosis in case you guys are wondering what they sound like. Here is Death Technology, Cryptosis. We'll be right back.
Now, isn't that some badass stuff, man? That is some powerful metal or however you want to categorize that metal right there. Thrash or I don't know what you want to label that, but that is some awesome shit. And a big congrats to the guys, the trio of Cryptosis. And thank you, Frank, for making some time to chat with our podcast and the show. So thank you, uh, Frank, and to all the listeners. Uh, check this out, man. This is our interview with Frank of Cryptosis. Enjoy. First question, uh, new single, Death Technology, and new album, Bionic Swarm, uh, Century Media. Uh, great stuff, man. Uh, uh, talk to us about this album. Yeah, we're really, uh, really happy that Central Media is releasing the album, and it's, uh, yeah, it's really like a, a price, you know, for all the work that we put into into the into the album. So, yeah, we're really happy with that. Uh, for people that don't know, uh, where is Cryptosis from, and where did the band uh, form or, or start? Cryptosis is from the Netherlands, um, from the city of Enschede. We used to be in a band called Distillator, the three of us, um, and we released two full-length albums, one split LP, and then we started writing for the third album. Uh, and you know when that that one was finished recording and mixing, we decided to change our band name into a, a new a new band because we yeah drifted away pretty much from the sound that we had. Uh, we used to play typical old school 80s trash metal, and these days we're combining you know taking that sound as as a bass and uh, or maybe you know as the, as the core DNA. And then we are combining that with symphonic metal, uh, black metal, and progressive metal. Oh wow, that's a cool, cool combination. Awesome. Well, yeah. what I heard, I heard the the album uh, Bionic Swarm. It sounds badass to me, and to I'm sure all metalheads are going to agree. So, uh, congrats on that. So, uh, what is uh, the reason behind the the name of the band, Cryptosis? Why that name? Well, for us, uh, crypt uh, or maybe not for us, but you know, crypto means hidden. Um, you know, um, uh-huh. and basically, cryptosis is an is a made up name. So it's made of two words, crypto and hypnosis, uh-huh. uh, in the sense that uh, you know the meaning that that we give this name is like uh, you know, like crypto means hidden, but also you know technology is, is also hidden you know uh-huh. so um you know for us it means hidden technology or you know like um te- techno technological uh hypnosis so to speak oh nice nice uh how about the writing process who does the writing who does the lyrics and who does the riffs is it a, a band participation or, or do you do all the stuff or, or who does all the writing uh, the writing is uh, between Lawrence and me, the singer and guitar player, and uh, me as a bass player and Mellotron. So basically what we do is uh, musically we just collect uh, one year long. Uh, we collect ideas, melodies, chord progressions, riffs, patterns, ideas for lyrics, whatever. You know, uh, we record them on our phones. Sometimes when we think uh, idea is really good. We just, uh, you know, everybody from us, uh, three of us have a home studio, so we just, you know, work it out a little bit more so you can really hear in detail how this idea yeah, probably will end up on the record. And then uh, other guys from the band, they have, um, you know, the ability uh, to give feedback on it or maybe, you know, make changes themselves. So we end up, I think, after a year with about 100 or 200 of these ideas. 
and then we're just going to pick the, the 10 to 15 or 20 best uh, riffs or IDs or whatever. We're just going to pick them and we're going to start making songs with them. And from that point, we're just going to write new stuff, you know, uh, try to glue some stuff that we also have in this library. We glue them together with the existing ideas that we are already working on. So, you know, after two years, two and a half years, we come up with a, with a finished album. And then we, uh, for Bionic Swan, we went in, uh, in the woods to a farm and we rehearsed there for 10 days with the full band and nobody else was there. It was just us, you know, we slept there, we partied there, we, we played music, you know, all night long. Cool. And uh, yeah, the day after we went straight to the studio to record the album. So that's basically how we write these days. Oh, wow, that's a cool, cool story there. In a, in a farm and cool. Well, it sounded badass, so it was a good combination there at the farm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice, you know, like you, you got, uh, it's, you know, we, we've been on tour for many times already and, um, you know, we already know each other very well, but uh, when we were on this farm, you know, it's it's really good for team building and, you know, sometimes you get an idea or, you know, you can just jam out for the whole night just, you know, without any uh, yeah. anything in mind, just, you know, jam what, you know, what, what comes to mind and, uh, yeah, it's really great for, uh, for you know, getting either a tighter uh, bond between the three of us. How about the artwork for the, the album cover? Who, uh, who drew the, the artwork and can you talk about that? Yeah, the album art is made by Ili Kantar. He is a German artist. He, he, he did uh, work for Testament, uh, the latest Havoc, Soulfly, The Artist Murder. I think he works for a lot of uh, really big bands, My Dying Bride, Bloodbath, you know, like really yeah. great bands. And he, he was on our list for, uh, for a very long time. Uh, but we never got a chance to to you know um, to match schedules, and then with this album, finally we we could work with him, and uh, we were really happy that he could you know make his uh, his art on the on the front cover of our album, and uh, yeah, we were so satisfied with with the idea, and um, you know he worked it out, and it, well, it, yeah, I think it looks uh, fantastic. Oh yes, for sure, it's a it's a great piece of art, and he's he's a great artist, awesome. Great work, and uh, if he's listening to this, and big shout out to him. Uh, great work, and keep up the good work, right? Yeah. Another question: uh, Who are your influences, and do you hear some of these influences on the record? Uh, do you hear that yourself, or, or do you not hear any of your influences there? Uh, yeah, our influences they range pretty broad, um, actually, because uh, I myself uh, I'm really into electronic music like techno. Uh, ambient, uh, drum and bass, you know, like a lot of electronic stuff is, is I think it's really interesting, you know, because there's so much more creativity going on than in rock music, I, I think, you know, these days. And um, But I also like black metal, for example, you know, and I like uh, prog rock from the 70s. Rush is really uh, a really interesting band, I think. But the other guys in, in my band, you know, like um, Marco, the drummer, He, he listened to a lot of old school metal like uh, ACDC, Motorhead, uh, but also Porcupine Tree, you know, like it's really broad. And our, our singer listens 
to a lot of jazz and classical stuff. So, you know, when you combine all of that, you know, like uh, in your subconscious, of course you're influenced, but, you know, we're not particularly influenced by, let's say, a, a band, you know, or a genre because we listened to such broad uh, styles that, you know, uh, I think, for example, the song Prospect of Immortality, you really hear, you know, um, halfway down the song that there's like this part is, which is, uh, yeah, it's a bit like, um, you know, you're, you're getting, you're getting in, into a, a trance, so to speak. And, you know, that's something that I really, uh, yeah, that, that's something like an idea that I borrowed from electronic music because, you know, it's not like a one-to-one -one exactly like electronic music, but you know the the, the basic idea is is pretty much the same, which is like the band and and the groove. They're really you know going forward in the in the same groove and 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 pace and style. And but um, you know the the melody that that lays on top of that, you know, they, that's really yeah you know like you you're surfing on the clouds, you know like yeah, um, yeah it's hard to explain, but you know it it, it gives me the same feeling as when I listen to techno music, for example, because, you know, that's also a simple steady beat that just, you know, going very repetitive. But on top of that, you know, there are a lot of synthesizers and, you know, really spacey stuff. And, you know, so, for example, that idea came from electronic music, but the whole song is more like a, a big rock industrial progressive opus. So, you know, it's hard to, to say, you know, um, this, this music is influenced by a, a certain band or a certain sound, you know? So we, we have a lot of different uh, inspirations. Awesome. So um, I'm a musician myself in a local band, you know, um, and I understand uh, what it is to, to rehearse for a live show and to get this sound and that sound and guitar sounds and whatever, bass sounds. Uh, now, why a three-piece band... It sounds good to me like that. I'm just saying, why not a four-piece or more, or why a three-piece? Well, that's easy, because a three-piece is um, democratically the most easiest way to work. We ha uh, Besides that, we also always have a lot of space in our bus, you know, to get a big crew for sound, lights. Um, you know, it's easy to go on tour with other bands to, you know, to get in the nightline of production because, yeah, it's only three persons, you know. So that's uh, that's one thing. But also we are really, you know, well played with each other. You know, we, we really know each other, but we also musically, we really click. And, you know, if we invite some somebody else there, I don't think, you know, this person will ever get to the same connection as, as we have you know so i think that wouldn't be fair and also you know like if you talk about sound wise we really have a big sound uh, these days and i just got an interview with some other guys and uh, they said like yeah i thought you were a five-piece band but you know like the sound that we produce on the album is like the same sound as what we're going to do live you know it, there's no tricks or whatever uh, involved in that yeah it sounds good it sounds uh it sounds very full, uh, and then you see the, the you find out it's a three piece, and and you're like, wow! I mean, it sounds real, real full, real good. Good job, guys! You know, 
Uh, yeah, but we, we are playing stereo, you know, like uh, Lawrence is playing stereo with a guitar, like two amplifiers, uh, two uh, guitar caps. But, you know, for me as a bass player, I play stereo as well. So one channel is just a 810 uh, bass cap with an orange head. Uh, and the other one is uh, yeah, Marshall guitar head with a with a 412 cap, um, which I use with a Mellotron uh, emulation. So I switch with a switch pedal. You know, I switch between those amps. Sometimes you know they're simultaneously. Sometimes you know I only use the bass channel. Sometimes I only use the Mellotron channel. So th that's you know um, th that contrast, but also. When we put everything, you know, full uh, and on, it's like a really, really big sound, you know, like, I think it sounds even bigger than with two guitar players. So how did you get signed to to Century Media? How did you guys make the connection there? Uh, we finished this album in February 2020, and just straight for before the pandemic. Then, you know, we gave a copy of the CD to our manager, and he's pretty well known here in the European metal uh, business. So we said like, okay, this is the album. We're going to change our band name, but please, you know, like send it to your contacts and just don't mention our previous band. Just say it's a new band and let's go from there. And I think, you know, one week later, this uh, COVID uh, crisis started, you know? So we were really uh, sad because we thought like, okay, we got like uh, years of work, you know, and it's all down the drain now because uh, this is going to be a big problem, this uh, COVID-19. And um, I think uh, maybe a week after that, Century Media, um, you know, got on the table and they wanted to discuss a deal. So for us, that was uh, pretty surreal, you know. And uh, I think we... Uh, I think we had the first few contracts, uh, the first few drafts that we got from them. Uh, they were even without a bad name because, you know, we haven't decided on one yet. So, you know, that, that was a really uh, weird time for us. And um, yeah, and also amazing, you know, like uh, it was uh, really um, like saying, yeah, you you guys made the right decision. And, uh, and you know, like from now on, you go, you're going forward. What's on your bucket list? What's next? Uh, what's next for the band, and what can fans expect next? Uh, bucket list, yeah, it's a bit hard, you know, because um, we've been to a seventy thousand tons cruise in two thousand and sixteen, and we would really love to to go back. And Wacken Open Air is a festival that's really on our uh, on our wish list. Hellfest, uh, a lot of you know of these big big European metal festivals but you know at the moment it doesn't look good and uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have these massive festivals anytime soon so you know for us that's uh, that's a, that's a bit of a pity you know and uh, we're going to focus on a live stream concert right now uh, we're going to uh, yeah we're going to put everything that we have on the stage you know make a really great and and big and epic and and super modern pro production with a you know with a lot of uh, special effects and hopefully you know like uh, this is something that we can do for the fans and uh, and they they will like it and of course you know we're looking forward to the album release release show as well ourselves and we, we yeah we're going to play the whole album from front to back so i think that's Probably, and you know, it's sad to say, but I think it's the only highlight so far uh, that we are going to do right now, you know, after the album is released for this year. Uh, and after that, yeah, I think we're just going to, you know, focus on writing a new album again and, uh, you know, work on stuff like that uh, and wait until we can uh, go back on the road again. 
Awesome. Would you like to send a message to the fans listening to this podcast? If you're into symphonic metal, thrash metal, extreme metal, progressive metal, just check it out. You know, the album is is released on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, whatever. Check it out and, you know, if you really like it, maybe uh, you would like to have physical copies, you can order them in our web store, which is cryptosis.net slash shop. Thank you for making time, Frank, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, And uh, keep rocking and uh, keep it metal. And we'll see you guys on the road soon, hopefully. Yeah, thanks very much for your time and, uh, you know, looking forward to, to hear the podcast. Amazing. Thank you very much for your time. And we ask for your support in subscribing and sharing our podcast, uh, whether it be a video on YouTube of it or whether it be audio on Spotify, Pandora, Anchor, and so on, TuneIn Radio, and so on and so forth, Podbean, Podchaser, amongst a bunch of other awesome digital formats such as iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, also that uh, support our show, podcast. Thank you, guys. First and foremost, uh, I thank you, guys, the the listeners, the the rockers, the headbangers, the metalheads, however you want to call yourselves. We're all one. We're united, as Arch Enemy says, all for one, one for all. And uh, myself, uh, I appreciate all you guys. Uh, On behalf of myself, James, and all the staff here at That Metal Interview, don't forget to visit our radio show jrocksmetalzone.com you guys can find us on there and check out our socials man that metal interview you know facebook twitter instagram and all that stuff uh pinterest reddit tumblr snapchat you can find us on there go to jrocksmetalzone.com and you can find all that stuff on there all the links and this and that so so thank you guys and don't forget to keep it metal Metal Interview.